this week on the Logic Grantham podcast, you heard the trumpets, you know what's going on. We're back to Downton Abbey as we prepare for a new era in May. So this time we're going to kick off season six. Let's tune in. It's going down for it. And we're home. That one out. We we're back. back. Corey, we just did a spontaneous Patreon episode about the new posters, the European posters for the Downton Abbey, a new era film. So if you're yeah. curious about our thoughts on those, that's on our upstairs tier Patreon. Five bucks a month, you get that and a whole lot more. Yeah, we were we were fired up to start talking about season six of Downton Abbey, but then I took a look at those posters. And I was like, Dave, we got we gotta just keep talking about these. They're they're pretty good, even though they're uh, a month and a half old. That's a new discovery to us. New discovery to us. We encourage you to, to check them out, and if you want to hear us talk about them for about fifteen minutes on our Patreon, we we do that. Uh, but yes, there is an official Downton Abbey podcast that exists with actors from the show that they're interviewing and, and they're going through every piece of down over there. We are teeing it up for us American audiences here. <laughs> the mm. movie by going through season six, we're going to be talking about the movie yet again. We're, we're all in and ready to go on the road to the Downton Abbey new era. Truly. Yes. We have uh, uh, our sights are set. People are asking, you going back to pole dark, you going back to Bridgerton. No, no, no. We'll get there. We'll get there. We got a lot of people asking us a lot of questions about a lot of things. So, who Gilded are Age you? Is done. Why do you do this? We don't know. We just do this. And we want to. We know that Downton might be the official, but we, you know, we are the official Downton Abbey in podcast. In blood, it is signed in blood that we are doing this forever. Um, and here we are again, season speaking, six. Speaking now, of being the official. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, we glossed over this last week because we didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Part of a recently migrating over to a new podcast host. Yeah. Our April Fool's episode about Young Rock, which thank you for listening to. If you did, thank you for letting that fall into your downloads. That was episode yeah. 200 of The Lords of Grantham. Oh, yeah. Weird milestone to hit. A cool one. Yeah. Pretty important episode, and we just kind of punted and talked about Young Rock. So well, I mean, someone we, did. Ca- we didn't realize it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think someone technically ca- we. Sorry to cut you off. We we did an initial introduction episode, which I have since removed from our feed. So it's like a collector's mm. item of Lord de Grantham lore. So technically, episode two hundred was our Gilded Age season one wrap up, but still we punted and didn't talk about it. But yeah. you were saying, Corey. Oh, someone commented like, "How can I watch this show?" I think they were referring to Young Rock, and and um, look, we're not actually covering Young Rock. We do we do this every year where we talk about a show that we're going to cover, and then we just don't. Uh, I mean, if you liked Young Rock and and you know how to get across <laughs> it, please let me know because I was really disappointed yeah. that it wasn't easily available. Yeah, we, we don't want to pay for an entire season of TV. Uh, that's the equivalent of one month of a streamer. So you know. Yeah, this That's is what, we are. what year is it where you're asking us to get the DVD or something like that? I don't even think there is a DVD for for that show. Who knows? A lot of shows. Uh, but we are here to talk about Down Abbey. Season 6, episode 1. Oh, man. We've covered a few episodes from the season, actually, Dave. And I don't know if you felt this watching Down Abbey this time around. I feel like we've watched enough of these episodes. This For us, probably, I think this episode like the third time at least. 
It starts yes. to feel to me like The Simpsons, where I just feel it in my bones. <laughs> the show, like in a good just, way or a bad way. In a way that just like it's just an extension of myself at this point. Like Downton is just part of life. Because I agree, because this is definitely an episode that we did not rewatch for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I had only seen yeah. it my initial viewing and the second viewing for our coverage. So this is only my third time seeing this episode. Unlike mm-hmm. so many of our hardcore fans, we don't, you know, sweat down, but I guess we do because like you said, this just comes natural to us. This just feels yeah, like mean, home. We, we don't sweat down, but we're, we're drinking the Gatorade. We're, we're, we're getting the electrolytes of down in us to keep us yeah, hydrated. No, we, we're, dump, we're dumping the cooler on ourselves. But. Absolutely. Let's talk. Let's talk about this episode. I feel like we don't need to spend as much time being super duper thorough because we've done this before. We're getting right. ready for movie two. Let's hit the beats. Let's talk about the characters. Mm-hmm. What is uh, what's something we can say real quick about what's going on here? I mean, I think we commented on this last time we talked about this episode, uh, but the episode opens with dogs being let out, <laughs> and just love to see it. Love to see the do- dogs at Highclere Castle taking them out for the paces. Yep. Speaking of dogs, we see Miss yeah. Miss Bevan. Uh, yes. What's her full name? Rita. I don't even remember. Her it first is. Name. It is Rita. Rita Bevan. I, I I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on her her approach here. So they're going out horse back riding, doing their thing. Marion and Robert and a, a few others, and she's staring from the bridge at Mary as they're as they're going by. Well, at first and she's Ma- in front of the Abbey, and I believe it's oh, yeah. Mr. Carson or someone is like, mm. if you want to go see them, this is the way they're going to go. Otherwise, you know, Vamoose, this is not a place to be. Yeah. And then she sees Mary. And there's also a scene where Mary, they're talking about her, I think it's, they talk about her saddle and how she rides, which is definitely an uh, allegory for her being an independent woman at this point in time. She rides aggressively. She rides like high, not tight on the horse. Yeah, not, not the feminine way because Robert is worried that she should be on a safer, more uh, female, historically female ridden saddle. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to ride on this. But then she falls off. Yeah. This is where I, I wonder about Bevan's plan is she's standing on the bridge. Mary sees her. Mary gets thrown from her horse. And what was Bevan's plan? Like, to just distract her because there's entirely a scenario there where Mary gets thrown from the horse and gets trampled to death and dies. And there like goes Mary. This, exactly. Or there goes Bevan getting any money. <laughs> right. Is she, she going to blackmail the family about Mary, Mary's story? Be that petty? It's just like, what are you trying to do here? Like, just try and kill her? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We don't, we don't know much about her aside from she's a chambermaid. Yeah. And so that's her whole deal is she was at one of the hotels where Mary uh, absconded away to with uh, Mr. Gilliam mm-hmm. to, to hook up. Uh, and she wants to take that story to the press. She's like, I saw you hooking up with that guy. There's people who would love to know for a nice price. Pay me a thousand dollars. And Mary's like, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. And I then got she, that kind oh, of she, you got to give Bevan some credit, though, because she's resourceful. Mm. So yeah, she, she calls on Mary, and Mary's like, "No." She says to Mary at the the hunt, "Like, get out of here. I'm not talking to you." And then she tells someone downstairs Hughes. that she's, she she tells Hughes that she's the new maid for the Dowager, and she has to hand deliver a note. Mm-hmm. She goes into Mary's bedroom. That's some serious, creepy. You know what? Yeah, and, and she well she she bites the cracker that's uh, on her plate, and then like throws it back 
<laughs> Mary's uh, like, how dare you? Yeah, she's really, you know, uh, going broad uh, for the for the scene, Miss Bevan. Uh, she she even has the, the the remark, you know, you're going down and we're coming up. <laughs> how I many char- money. This is that's definitely a Julian line for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's just played like an arch villain <laughs> when really she just wants some some money for the stuff she knows. Yeah, she's really petty. I feel like that's another thing that Julian does with these characters Rich that people. are supposed to stick it to the money. They're just mm-hmm. mean spirited. They don't. What they they might have decent ideals, but they're just too bullheaded to know how to go there and get there. Yeah. Like Edna, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna just like sleep with with Tom Branson, and then he's gonna marry me, and I'm gonna be one of the rich people." And then the teacher, what's the teacher's name? Braithwaite. No, uh, that's Braithwaite. um, that Edna's Braithwaite. Yeah. Or is, oh. Uh, Bunting, Miss Bunting. Uh, Miss Bunting. We tried to forget about her. That, that's what happened here. We tried to forget her name, Miss Bunting. But she's she's basically the she same happens. kind of thing where she's like, "Look, you you're part of this. You don't need to be a part of this. You can be an individual." But there's no like. It's just waving a flag, just like this uh, mm. Turner in the Gilded Age. Yeah. What's your plan aside from being despicable and annoying? <laughs> That's about it here for for Bevan, and and she shows up again because Mary's not going to pay the money. She even tells Anna, like, "I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money." Uh, and what is it? Mary isn't there, but she comes to the home and she hears that uh, she's being taken care of, Miss Bevan, by Robert. And and we get a moment where Carson's like, "You can never disappoint me, Mary." And she's like, "Um." <laughs> Not if, if what's only happening. You know. <laughs> not, not if what I think is happening is happening. She walks in the room and Robert's already cut a check. Dude's on top of it. <laughs> this is masterful uh, by Robert here, who is not usually good with his finances. Blows right through money with his investments and everything. But here, he he makes a savvy choice where he hands her fifty pounds in a check and he says uh, he, that he had her sign a document that she was going to blackmail the family and he threatens to release it if she says anything. So there you have it. She did not get a thousand, uh, that she was, uh, hoping for. She got 50 pounds. So kudos to Robert for handling the situation like a pro. I mean, you'd think this would have crossed Mary's mind, but I guess she's never been through it before. I want to know more about Robert's situations where he had, he's known about blackmail against the family and had to take care of it. Well, Robert also does make the comment to Mary. He says like, I'm proud that you're an adult who can make decisions, but think about Mabel Lane Fox, dude. It's what all the male fans of this show are missing right now. You want to ruin her life because you're too proud? Mm. That's an interesting yeah. thing for Robert to do. It's a very sort of community-minded thing. He's not just thinking about Mary and himself. He's thinking about Tony, who's a bad fit for Mary, as they discuss. Yeah. He, he kind of liked the guy until he learned the, the truth about him. He's like, oh, I don't really care for that guy. But he, he, does, he doesn't reprimand Mary. He, he kind of respects that she, she did this. Um, yeah, she. This is her way of handling a situation that she, as an adult, handled. And she can run the estate. You know, that's what that's what he emphasizes here. Yeah, yeah. So There's a few moments of him talking about that. I mean, it's a heck of a takeaway from that whole situation. Like, huh? She's getting blackmailed. She didn't give in. She also hooked up with a guy and put herself at risk of this blackmail. You don't let her run the estate. This is actually, it's okay. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's got to be like 29 or 30 at this point in the show's timeline. So let her let her have it. Yeah, just let her have it. Uh, but I do really want to know uh, what Robert <laughs> Robert's history is with black blackmail. What, what kind of dealings do you think he's tried to 
have to hide. So I you mean, think he's, he's got been, like some... he's been around a handful. Like Mr. Carson, that guy, the other charming, cheerful oh, Charlie tries Charlie. to blackmail. Yeah. Um. Did he? He caught wind of the Pamuk stuff too. Very Actually, late. Yeah. Do you think he ever tried to have like some secret breeding thing going on? Because you ever look at those dogs, they look like you know purebred. That doesn't come. I don't naturally. think there's any secret. I don't think there's any ethics to dog breeding in England in the 1920s. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? There's some kennel somewhere that Robert is just you know bankrolling <laughs> to get these dogs produced. If ISIS goes, During, another one comes in the door. <laughs> there's the bricker the bit that's not obviously not this episode, but the bricker story where Cora says to Robert, like if, if you have a clean conscience about having feelings or making moves on anybody, then then we can talk. Yeah. And Robert's like, well, I'll see myself to my bedroom. <laughs> By the way, you know, just because it's in vogue and just it came because it's not the season. But what do we think about Robert attacking uh, Mr. Bricker's last season? I mean, he backhands him and then starts to attack him. Uh, but I guess it's, uh, you know, just think of just Will Smith. And just oh, like, okay. Well, is Robert that different from Will Smith? Yes. Okay. Will Smith wasn't trying to to sleep with Jay. Will Smith was open handed. Chris Rock. Robert was backhanded. Uh, yeah, there's some knuckle there versus just fingers. Okay. I don't know if they're that different. I don't know. But anyways, uh, mo- moving on to <laughs> season six and what we're covering here. Uh, things that will come up later in the season as a as a bigger issue. Mister Mason uh, is going to need some help. This is this uh, this is what the most infuriating subplot, and this is the the tide officially turning on me going from oh Daisy's pretty good to I don't like Daisy. Yeah, it's it's not a great look for her. But tell me how it got your blood boiling, boiling, Dave. Well, we see that there's a new landowner at the farm that Mister Mason owns, and he's given Mister Mason notice that he's getting rid of the tenants. So long, mm-hmm. and this tenant or this man who now owns the property. Um, has an estate sale, or the the family that owns the property and is moving out, uh, another old money family is having an estate sale to get rid of everything, and the the new tenant or the new owner is at this estate sale. Daisy shows up, and despite Mister Mason, Robert, and Cora telling her not to, screams at this man. Yeah, trying to hold her back, they can't. It's. Mr. Mason's like, please don't do this. And Daisy screams. She basically says <laughs> it's inhuman to to do this, that he's given his life to this farm and mm-hmm. you got to stop. And first, Robert is like, Daisy, that's enough. And then Cora's like, yeah. absolutely, that's enough. And then they put the her guy, in handcuffs. They're like, no, no that, that is enough. You're coming away with us. Get out of here. And they the, put a muzzle uh, on her. The, where, where, uh, the, the guy who buys the property is like, well, even if I was considering renting out to the tenants that currently live there, you're not doing any favors right now. Nope. So she's damaging her own reputation, damaging I mean, what the is, Crawley's reputation. What because, is Daisy's reputation, really? She has learned how to read for the first time in season five. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's making Mr. Mason look like a pushover that, that is mm. speaking through. Like, even though he doesn't even share those sentiments, he's just disappointed. Yeah. No, you, you definitely feel for him. Like, he's just going through it right now, and she's not helping at all. And, and hopefully he can find not, some plot of land. Let's not forget that Daisy didn't even want him in her life. Mm-hmm. This is, she I'm, did I'm, it, but he is. I'm not a fan of Daisy. She's not 
officially, if I had to do my all, my personal, I vibe with this person, yes or no, Daisy, downward ranking. Yeah. Uh, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like I, it, I feel like it's news to us that Mr. Mason doesn't own this land, <laughs> and then these people we never met are, are selling it, and then they're at this auction with them, and then this whole scene happens. You know, of the stuff they're getting rid of. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's it's unheard of for the time. No, no. I think the way that the the Drews don't own their farm. That's true. And yeah, obviously that comes up, up later in the season. Yeah. Uh, so this will definitely continue on in season six with Mr. Mason. And I hope Mr. Mason makes a return in the movies. I always liked his presence. He's a humble, he's a very calming and, and humble man. That's always mm-hmm. fun. To, he brings out the best of Daisy. And and that's about if if you can do that, that's good. That's a good character beat. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Is there anything else going on upstairs that like the family's involved in? Cause, oh yeah, the the Dowager and Isabel rivalry yeah, kicks is, off. <laughs> let's just talk. Let's just well not kicks off, but it's renewed here uh, because of the hospital. I think this gets juicier as we go, but this is a yeah. plot that definitely seems like. Julian knew this was the last season and needed to give these people something to do. And it's definitely... Mm. It, well, it's one of those things where, like, I think Isabel and the Dowager were becoming too friendly by this point in the series. They, they Like, he needed something to actually drive a wedge between them to kind of keep them sparring at each other here for another season. Because uh, I think they were pretty friendly, especially as they were wrapping up the whole Kierdegan, uh thing in season five. Which, yeah. is, for me, is still the high point, I think, of the Dowager's uh, storylines on the show. And the movie seems uh, to be an ex- expansion upon similar behavior for her. So, the new movie. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, the hospital, what is it? There's a discussion of whether it should break out on its own and, and you know be for the people versus continue to be funded and owned by the Crawley family. But not, I, I don't know, funded and owned by the Crawley family. Oh, no. It's going from being an independent hospital to a member of a network of hospitals. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, you're, you're correct. So the team of is Isabel and Lord Merton believe that opening the doors to the bigger hospital network would improve the quality of care mm-hmm. given to the people. And the Dowager and Dr. Clarkson are of the mindset that they need the, you know, they're doing just fine. They don't need it. They don't need to be taken over. Yeah. And they want to keep people under their thumb, essentially. <laughs> and Clarkson makes a comment to Isabel, like, Oh, well, Lord Merton seems to suddenly know about medicine again. Mm. This boy's jealous. I mean, to be fair, Merton's commentary in this episode is, I agree with you, Isabel. You're right, Isabel. <laughs> You're great. Why am I here? <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm I'm Lord Merton. Hey, guys, <laughs> it's fine. I yeah. I I think that this is a shoehorn plot, and this mm-hmm. is a long episode. And yeah, I mean, I know we need to table set for the season, but I don't like this as the season wide plot for these characters who were. It's not a fun one. Yeah, the, and, and these characters are great seasoning. You know, the yeah. Dowager and Isabel and Merton are really good characters to spice up other people's stories. But to yeah, give them such a dull story of their own seems... Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then I, the other thing, too, is alongside the Dowager and even even Robert, you know, there's a lot of hubbub about 
potential cuts uh, because of the budgets and how you know a lot of houses are shifting uh, in the way that they they run things there's no under butler do they really even need one the the staff d- doesn't need to be the size that it used to be so there's a lot of concern among the staff of whether they'll get to keep their job or not and i think for barrow this episode that's pretty much what we get in a couple half scene scenes where he's worried about his job security and also at the Dowager Countess's house between Danker and Spratt, them two mm-hmm. vying to be the one person to be there for uh, the Dowager. Well, it's Danker who gets the seed planted that, that things aren't mm-hmm. going so well. Right. And she likes to toy with Spratt and she's like, well, you aren't going to be dressing her. <laughs> uh, Spratt, though, he seems to cook and stuff, right? I mean, he, he helps out a lot. Well, no, he's not a cook. There is a cook. No, Spratt a cook. is just a... Oh, right. well, we know the he's Dowager's not budging on anything. Yeah. But we know but, Danker likes stirring the pot and she basically tells, you know, she just tries to to get the gossip going that of the Dowager's staff, Spratt is the most expendable. Mm-hmm. And then Spratt goes and makes a scene. Yeah, he's talking to the Dowager. He's like, why? Like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. He's, he's just worried about, you know, because there's a comment, though. He says the, the Dowager, where she asked him to ring for something. He's like, you can ring for it yourself. He's he's totally shook by by Danker. She's, she's in his head. Uh, but he, he kind of wins, though. Yeah, because the Dowager, she's running the show at the end of the day. Danker does not have the upper hand of the Dowager. She she puts the fear in Danker that she could be let go at any time, even though she confides in Isabel immediately afterwards. Oh, I'm not going to get rid of her. I could not do, do that. <laughs> I feel like the Dowager is so invested in this sort of squabbling going on because Danker's bad. Danker's just not good at her job. No, she's just a, a negative Nancy. <laughs> I mean, we don't see enough of her day-to-day job, but we see enough of her person to kind of imagine She's not. She she could do better with her help than her. Yeah, she's a she's a grump, and she's yeah. a gossip, and she's cruel. Again, d- Julian loves cruel people, and the Danker is cruel, and Spratt is not. Spratt is a doof, and Spratt is a bit of an <laughs> egomaniac. But yeah, he's, he's not, not cruel. Mean-spirited. Yeah, no. he, we do see that he doesn't like certain characters. I don't know if it's this season where is it Molesley is working with the Dowager and he sabotages that. He's mean, and he's a he's. He's egotistical, but he's not danker. He's not trying to like. Right. He's not cruel about it. He doesn't live in this negativity. He I, think, I don't think of, it mean is accurate either. I think he's a little bit cold. To yes, yes. Um, but that's so what, that, I mean. It's good. I, I always like seeing Danker get what's coming to her. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she's still listed on IMDb for the the second movie. We'll see. We'll see if Danker comes back. I'm not sure if people are dying to see her come back, but maybe. What's the what is she working two days on set? Let's show up maybe a couple bucks, yeah, half a week. See her you think, friends you there. You think Maggie Smith even remembers her? I think so. I think they they had had to have some rapport there. They can't be that separate in age either, you know. But hey. uh, Maggie Smith's like, I'll sign an autograph for you, random lady. It's like, <laughs> I was your maid on the show for two seasons. Oh, isn't oh. that a nice story? <laughs> Don't say. Yeah. Uh, we get a reference from Edith about her editor doesn't like working for her. We'll yep. obviously see more of that if you've know season six. Uh, we, Edith we also tours with, with Rosamond, uh, yeah, got Marigold staying. She's in Michael Gregson's apartment saying, talking about mm-hmm. who does they meet there? There's some celebrity, some famous person that they met there. 
mm-hmm. a writer and she's it, it's it is what it is it's table setting yeah not much with edith no tom branson this episode at all actually don't no, even he's, see yeah, he's in boston yeah not a whiff that's right he's gone we forgot that he left at the end of the last season so never gonna yeah, see wait him a little again, bit for him to show up no i don't think he's coming back dude i think i'm misremembering oh yeah maybe <laughs> he just shows yeah. up in the movie right <laughs> that's it and that's all uh Anna is is starts out this episode not feeling in the best of uh, ways. She's uh, having a cold. Uh, we learn that she's only out on bail. Ugly, she's ugly crying, really ugly cry, crying. Uh, talking to Bates about kids, not knowing where she's yeah, going. Yeah, this is a season five is Mr. Green season, and starting this season off with them still in a rut because she's on bail and she's had multiple miscarriages. It says, you know, this is a thank goodness this episode turns around for them because I, I said to myself, like, this is what a disservice to two of the best characters on this show. And this is where I feel like we become very comfortable with the presence of Mr. Willis, because before when Sergeant Willis would show up, it'd be like, oh, no, there's going to be some bad news and stuff. Now, when Sergeant Willis shows up, it's a turning point in season six. Like, hey, look, it's Sergeant Willis. Just happy to see him here. What's He's going here. on? <laughs> and he just waves at the camera. Crowd applauds. He's back. <laughs> and he and, at first he comes and he says, look, they think there's a witness. And Anna's like, well, what does that mean? They're like, well, we got to know. And she's like, why are you telling me this if nothing's confirmed? And he's like, I don't, I'm just here to give the news. And he just waves again at the crowd. Like, and then he walks me. off. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People love me. Um, but he comes again at the end of the episode to say, it's been sorted out. We've got a witness. We, we know uh, who who uh, killed Mr. Green. It was uh, someone who was really frustrated with him or something. Not you. <laughs> it's not you. We just know it's not you, Anna. That Season five is over. You can move on. He waves at the camera and walks off. He says, now enjoy them having a nice background <laughs> plot for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, they tell Robert the, the news of the upstairs, and he's like, let's get a bottle of Louvre. Let's get three or four bottles. I didn't and realize he was so invested in out of the fridge. They said, look at this fridge. <laughs> we own this this is in our house this belongs to this is mine my fridge wow I should use this more often I'd love to see scenes of just Robert going downstairs and just getting a midnight snack <laughs> that'd be great I'm, sh- I'm sure it happened oh you don't get heart problems without that happening <laughs> oh, we do get a little reference of, of him getting off the horse going like ooh <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've, I've been farting a lot Mary. <laughs> it wasn't the horse it was me um, but yeah, we get a, one more scene after Anna's been cleared of Bates saying to her again, I want to start a family. <laughs> we will have a family. Like, Do you, bud? <laughs> He's like poking her stomach with his cane. <laughs> I want to put a baby in there. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it is a good ending for them. I know they're going through some stuff, but it's not, I do think that the, it's an issue that has become a much more commonly discussed issue is miscarriages mm-hmm. over the past decade or so. Yeah. So it's very, uh, it's again, it's woke Julian. He's, yeah. he's playing to the the current day, which is fine. It's good. Yeah. In this instance, I, I wish them but all the best. Hopefully, do they need to keep struggling? Out. Can they just have it? Can they? I know they want. I mean, up they even comment it. comment on that in the show. Like, man, this has been going on for a while for them. <laughs> I hope this is like <laughs> just good times for them here on out. There's the good moments with Bates staring at Baxter and Mosley and basically saying, like, if if it wasn't for you guys helping us, this wouldn't mm-hmm. have been possible. And he says, I don't like saying this. But I owe you a debt. Yeah. So it's down Abbey too, do you think Mosley calls on the debt? Because what I was want, the debt that, that I want your boy? 
they had like a, a note dropped off right at the end of season five that helped them kind of sort out that it well, wasn't they, Anna. they, they cleared detective. Anna's name they, they found the note in her dress that cleared her name entirely uh so yeah i would love to see him pay back that debt get them two together that's uh, a buddy cop movie <laughs> Oh, I'd love to see that. Just like Mold, Bates, Mold. like nudging Mosley closer to Baxter with his cane. He needs, <laughs> Just, he needs Bates to be his assistant teacher. Yeah, oh, I take it. Absolutely. So I think we um, got the, the meat of the episode, right? This, this, uh, the A plot. I, th- I think so. Um, I mean, speaking of meat, that's the that's the question in the air. <laughs> uh, where, where, where do we start with this? I'm, we see that Hughes is nervous about setting a date, and she confides mm-hmm. in Patmore that the reason that she's nervous about it is because she doesn't know what kind of marriage Mr. Carson wants. What a way to start off season six, by the way. <laughs> uh, just like you know, about old we, people banging. <laughs> exactly. We, we know that uh, Patmore and Hughes are going to get married, and Julian just jumps to the question that we were thinking all off-season between season five and six. Like, wait, does that mean they're actually going to be doing it? And Julian's like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> like This week. This this week on Downton Abbey. So Hughes' way of figuring this out is asking Patmore to step in to check with uh, Carson if what his plans are for the marriage that they're going to have. Is it more going to be more of a friendship-based one or a full marriage? Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people have half marriages. <laughs> Yeah, we we know plenty of folk like that. Um, Patmore even references that she doesn't even know what to do. Like, what can I do? She doesn't know anything about that life. She like, it sounds like Patmore references that she may be a virgin. I don't think it would be uncommon for the time. I just want to put it past Patmore. I, I think there's a come on. She's been but around a few she, men or she's two. Got, yeah, she she's she's been around. And not, we're just, not, not, not shaming her. No shame. No. But you don't just naturally trust, uh, attract people like Tufton. Or Willis, you know, who dances yeah, or, with her. Yeah. She, she, he's got some something going on with her pheromones There's or something. There's some energy, yeah, men. absolutely. Oh, a, she's got she's, a musk. I think she's being modest to Hughes there. Uh, but she's going to go do the job. She's going to go talk to <laughs> talk to Carson. What, would you ever put a friend in that position, Dave? I mean, just that's thinking it's the early 1900s. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think. Yeah, I think it would be. I think it would. Be, uh, yes, I would. I would if the if it was a dire enough situation. <laughs> that's so. Oh my god, I, that's so excruciating. Like, are you going to do it with them? Why? Why? That's none of your business. <laughs> but we do get two very good scenes. Oh, um, 100%. three great scenes actually. I would say. Yeah, we get Pat Moore in her first conversation with. Uh, Carson asking him what kind of marriage does he plan to have with her and you know he asks it pretty plainly like a, a healthy and happy one he's like well I gotta go yeah I'll here's a port ya. you know for you to take a to sip on here yeah that's a good bit that's um that's what, what Julian does very well and I think uh Leslie Nickel is that the actor who plays Patmore yes Leslie Nickel mm-hmm. her delivery is so razor sharp where she's like oh no no no, i don't want any port and he's like okay well you sure like let's talk what do we want to talk about she's like well give me the port i need some wine i gotta get through this yeah and even the both times where she asks like carson to like talk to her or you know to talk about something and she's like very 
she's so awkward but it's it's even funny in its own like little bit like we need to talk about something ah, i should tell no let's not talk we'll talk about it then <laughs> love patmore she's great yeah and then we get round two of the same conversation what well, no, uh, what was it uh yeah yeah they do they do talk about it he's carson's like seems like we didn't get to the crux of what we were talking about do you want to talk about it again and <laughs> patmore's like uh yeah i guess so <laughs> yeah are you in the way she lays it out is he he wants to know if you will or she wants to know if you, you are expecting her to perform wifely duties and you oh. see carson's oh. eyes <laughs> he, and he doesn't even bat an eye for a second of like why is she uh asking uh, <laughs> why, why are you asking for her well, i think you see in his head why he's it all makes sense yeah. to him yeah uh but he lays it out really beautifully. Like, you know, in his eyes, she's beautiful. He wants a full marriage, a real true marriage and everything that involves. And then we get to see the nice scene where Patmore goes back to Hughes and relays that information. It's like, it feels like a weight has been lifted. Although it's a little strange. Uh, you know, I, I do like how he says he can't live the friendship live of marriage, but she goes back to Hughes and she's like, yeah, he wants to do it. <laughs> He's down. But Hughes asked her, so he avoided vulgarity w- when he told you this? W- what was Hughes thinking? That he's like telling her wh- what he wants to do to her? <laughs> like, w- w- imagine <laughs> that. Like, in Hughes' head. Carson he's and Patmore. <laughs> yeah, I want to take her. <laughs> I plan to do this and that with her. <laughs> he pulls out like a book. <laughs> yeah, I read about this one time. <laughs> Patmore, would you know anything about this? Would you think she, she would approve? <laughs> what did Mr. Tufton propose to you? <laughs> Tell me more. Ooh, do you need another sip of this port? Like, what What do you think, Hughes, happened in that conversation? You think Patmore wants to know how he wants to hit it up? No. <laughs> no. No. A- anyway, she does then proceed to tell her how he wants to do it, and she is intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. It's basically uh, that's 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 it i mean we get yeah. we get stuff with andy's there and tom barrow uh trying to guide him in the right direction and it seems as though people are just deflecting that from happening after the jimmy drama right we don't want you getting close to him we do see that uh tommy barrow tommy barrow is really close with the children he's got he's taking yeah. on the world being he the horse to them and i like he sits down this this arch nemesis of half the characters on this show he's like oh my back hurts from giving piggyback rides to marigold and yeah, like, oh, sure. <laughs> must must suck to be Barrow right now. <laughs> Between that and lo- potentially losing his job, tough times for him. Yeah, well, that's about it. Was this is this a good episode? Oh, solid, so solid. I mean, that, I, I completely forgot about the Patmore Hughes and Carson triangle, and it's such a silly plot line, but it's so fun. It, it, this is just, you know, Julian being glad to have a season six that he didn't plan and just rolling with the dice you know let's just go for it yeah <laughs> i think we've just got discussed on this podcast before that seasons four and five are a bit lackluster as far as they seem a little misguided and it seems that mm-hmm. season six julian just wants to land the plane and have everybody get yeah. off in one piece and even though i don't agree with a lot of his choices here i think the bevan story doesn't add much at all to this it would be wild if mary did get trampled by that horse and then was in a wheelchair like matthew and she had to go through her own transformation to walk again <laughs> yeah well i don't know just saying yeah i mean i think it's, it's it's a good way to to put the car in neutral as it glides you know absolutely so we should get to these power rankings then huh let's do it 
Dave, who's going down for you, man? Number three, I got Pat Moore. <laughs> what is she going down on? Well, it's not what she's going down on. It's what she has to talk to. <laughs> Uh, who's going Mrs. down Hughes who? and Mr. Yeah. Carson about the going the going's down that's going down is it going down for real it's GDFR <laughs> 100% yeah that's a tough situation for Pat Moore <laughs> um, well number three I got Rita Bevan she wants a thousand pounds she only sells for 50 and uh, she sees her way out the door grand, grand opening grand closing thanks for coming <laughs> yeah nice to see you well that's it that's all and number two, I got Danker. Okay. You stir the pot too much, you know. You you fly clue too close to the sun, you're gonna you're gonna fall. And even though she doesn't actually get yeah. fired, this is a moment where the dowager says, "Keep playing, watch." Yeah, <laughs> playing the long con here and them, get them uh, in order to keep working for her. Well, for me at number two, uh, I actually got the dowager. Even though she she plays that hand there, it's not a good look for her with the hospital this week. Uh, just you know, putting her foot down, and uh, does not pretend fun times for her. So, okay, yeah, that's very just, fair. Why, why, why she gotta be so 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 cruel? Hey, why gotta be so rude. Out, that, that's where <laughs> number one, which is the absolutely, which is Cornwaller, not Cornwall. That's a uh, Poldark. Um, their little village. Yeah. Well, who's number one for you, Dave? It's Daisy. It's gotta be Daisy. Same. It's gotta be Daisy. She she put herself here. She did this to herself. I do. I mean, part of me was thinking she doesn't even get punished. There's a Mm-mm. scene where they're like, they should. She should absolutely be suspended. I mean, Carson does bring up like, should I sack her? Like, it's like, a fireable should, offense. I would. Uh huh. Yeah. And Robert's like, Baldin is about to get fired for less. Yeah, but Robert's not going to do it. He, you know. So we're, we're stuck with Daisy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yep. Who do you have going up? Well, I got Pat Moore at number three. I think it takes, you know, a certain, you know, set of skills to walk in there, ask Carson what he plans to do, and, and come out with the information. Big it's, like the, like, it's like the other guys with the the Will Ferrell yeah, and even Mendes with the grandma going back. They're flirting. With. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just respect a friend who would go to bat like that for someone else. Good. Go well, hey, well, you know what? I said that I would. So keep that in mind. I'm, I'm, okay. I would be number three. I don't I think I would ever ask you to do that for me, Dave. I think in the age of texting, you just just like <laughs> send it. Hey, Dave, can you, can you ask? Throw your phone down and run away. This? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there, uh, Dave. Who's going up for you? Well, you know, I feel like we're we're playing a little flippy flappy this week because I got the dowager going up. I think really, she she sees this character who has just caused havoc in her in her stead and across mm-hmm. the, the street with the big house. And she says, I'm just going to put this. And I think that she handles Sprat with, with, and she got this look in her eye. Like I'm, I'm what'd you say? <laughs> Septimus? What'd yeah. you say to me? And then she, she realizes this is, this is not Septimus's fault. This is Danker's fault. And, and I'm coming for you, Danker. Like watch yeah. out. I'm and, and I'm not even going to do anything, but I'm just going to, Put the fear of God in you, and it's going to stay there. Yeah, there we go. I mean, it, it goes either way for it. That, that may be like the lone positive point that Dowager gets to season as it continues on. Sure. So give her her flowers while we can. Yeah, that's true. Well, number two, I got Anna. She's got great news. She, she's uh, got a new lease on life. Okay. Not the best because she can't have a child yet. It's a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. But, 
good on Anna. She's not going to jail. Yeah. Well, number two, I got Robert Crawley. Okay. Well, I got Robert at number one. I got I got Anna and, and John Bates at number one. Oh, really? Even Bates? Okay. Well, got that. Well, yeah. So I'll, I'll let me tell you why Robert's number two. Okay. You want to talk about singular boss moves? Yeah. I think there's supposed to be some little writing on the wall that Robert is being a little demeaning about Mary's saddle in the beginning of this episode as mm-hmm. she's she's a baby. She you know, she's still my daughter. She can't make these decisions. By the end of the episode, he's learned to respect her. And he's also yeah. played this game that we don't know how many times he's had to play in his own personal life where he just swats away this blackmailer. <laughs> it's true. That is true. And you know, I would put him at number one, but he's his stomach hurts. The way Robert just swats the the woman down was just that is where where we are with season six of Robert. He is he is fully himself. He he owns his position. Yeah, this is final form. He's, he's Blastoise at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's fully evolved. So hats off to him, you know. Okay. Well, I have Anna and Mr. Bates at first because you know the miscarriages are scary. Sure. But going to prison for life is scarier. Yeah. I, I yeah. At the same time, it's it's almost kind of like because someone else they they're in that position. So good for good for them. It's, it's not true power, but they're moving up in the power. The, the, the one thing I'd like to add about Robert, though, I think it, like a the way he like also reacts to Mary's uh, news. So mm-hmm. just like matter of factly, really shows some maturity on his part. Like you know, you know, my children have grown up. It's their their time now, actually. And then also his conversation with Carson about. You know, actually, we don't need the house to be fully staffed. Who has an under who has an under butler anymore? It actually shows like some maturity on his point part. You know, was it like, maturity on his point, or is it just the fact that finances? He's, <laughs> he's desperate time situation. That's true, maybe. But yeah, I'm signing with Robert. But I totally get Anna being uh up there with Bates this week. It's a it's kind of a broad episode to really pick somebody who's great. Yeah, because it is a lot of table setting, but. I think Julian wants to kick the season off with, like, okay, the Bates have that one really disgusting thing. is It's done. It's over. Over and done yep. with. Also, this is a breezy hour nine. Like, this, this does not feel like it's length at all. And maybe it's just because we watch it so many times, but yeah. And and I will breezy. say the one thing about Downton is that it, it, it's, like, it's like putting on your favorite hoodie at the end of the day, you know, or putting yeah. on your sweats after work. Feels my good. brain, I, I, you know, we we've talked during our Gilded Age coverage about how, how you had we had to be Hawkeye watching that show, like yeah. laser focus. This is the one of the biggest shows on TV right now. We need to do our job well. That one, it's like cooking the old family recipe. We just know how to do it. So this, it yep. was a delight to watch Downton Abbey again. Yeah, I I agree. Well. That's this week on Downton. Uh, Dave, have you, have you been watching anything else? I mean, no, WrestleMania just happened. I mean, what are we, about 11 hours of wrestling over the weekend? So, <laughs> so much, so much wrestling. <laughs> you get that uh, fatigue, but then you start seeing all these podcasts and interviews, and boy. Uh, and I, I, I watched Hawkeye finally. Oh, you did? Okay. Finished it, burned through it. What'd you think? I liked it. I still, um, I won't spoil it, but I think that think that these Marvel shows need to stop pretending these sixty plus year old men can beat up Olympic level athletes in their twenties. <laughs> it's the movies, man. It's TV. It's it's it, yeah, it's it's fiction. And then I also it's watched a- the first episode of Moon Knight, as we mentioned earlier. 
but but Dave, also to your point, WWE also had a 76 year old man and the CEO of Vince McMahon attacking <laughs> an NFL punter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, pick your poison. Can't What's have your realistic? <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, but yeah, I was. I've just been consumed with moving this past week, and then in between that was just a lot of wrestling watching. And my mom, she called me and she said she was not excited at all for the jackass segment she's not into the jackass crew and stuff Mm -hmm. but she said you know what that is the hardest i've laughed at anything in a long time she loved johnny knoxville versus Sami Zayn, and she just said she said like every minute there's something new and that's true they just kept introducing crazy bit after crazy bit of like mouse traps people hiding under a ring a huge hand hit you in the face we man hilarious we man body slamming Sami Zayn. A, a, a small man body is a full uh, body slammed a full size man uh if you have access at all to wrestling uh, out of all if the you're matches watching down abby weekend, on peacock yeah watch the watch that match watch jack sammy zane versus johnny knoxville uh by the way dave did you watch down abby on peacock this time i did yes oh i watched it on netflix and it felt so good it felt so great just to have. Well, I was torn because I know that I've watched Peacock does the fades where commercials would be for the people that don't pay the primo. Uh, like Netflix, we do. baby. I think I might have to go back to Netflix for next next week. And the user interface is so smooth. Oh man, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah. Well, now now it's gonna be my my recommended viewing on Peacock is gonna be like WWE WWE Downton Abbey WWE WWE WWE. Yeah. So yeah, same for me. We're we're done. I'm done. I shot myself. <laughs> That's in the where we are. That. <laughs> But we uh, will be but, back next week for some more Downton. And mm-hmm. if there are weeks, you will notice that there's more weeks leading up to the movie. Or there are less weeks leading up to the movie than there are episodes of this season and the movie. We're going to just throw out in the main feed original episodes to tide you over if this is your first go around with the Lords of Grantham. Because we don't want you shuffling through the entire feed because I think we've done season six, episode three more than once. Yeah. That will be a classic episode dumped again in the main feed so that people can watch in sequence without having to lose us because we just don't have enough time to do all this stuff. We're busy boys. We have not taken a break at all this year. And usually no. we, we get a break sometimes. Maybe, you know, we're taking a break. Come the movie. I don't know. Last time we did that, that, that I don't know. We, we took a little bit too long of a break. We got to keep the momentum going. Well, but we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do our movie coverage. <laughs> yeah. And we got, we're going to put some stuff in the tank so we can take a break. But maybe, the content will keep on flowing. So Absolutely. Thank you, as always, for listening. And give and them the plug. Hit them with the plug, Corey. Well, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We got T Public merch still up there. We're back to talking about Down. We got Down merch there with for Lords of Grantham stuff. Uh, we you can hit us up at lordsgrantham at gmail.com. We got a Patreon as well that you can subscribe to. Uh, and if you so choose, you can leave us five stars on Spotify or iTunes and a review as well. So thank you all for your support. And yeah. to hear you have you listen next time on the podcast. Yeah.